Let me know how it feels when a bullet goes through your skin and into your brain. <laughs> Jared, he's up my ass. I want to tickle his feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are a couple of good quotes. Those are gems. I'm Russ here with my other host, Jared. Good, good. <laughs> you like that? I think that's two episodes in a row. I got that right. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what fantastic piece of meat are we going to be <laughs> going through today uh, that those two quotes come from? Uh, we are talking about Force of Nature. Oh, boy. Yep. A real, a real film. A real Force <laughs> of Nature. All right. Somebody committed this to some kind of media, digital media, presumably. Uh, so synopsis for it, for those of you who may not have watched the movie, because ideally you haven't. Yeah, uh, exactly. ideally you're wasting two hours of your life with us and not two hours watching that movie. Right. So. <laughs> this will be better. I, I can almost certainly promise you that. <laughs> I can, yeah. Well, let's see until we get to the end, but yeah. That's why I said almost. Yeah. <laughs> almost, yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> So a gang of thieves plan a heist during a hurricane uh, because, of course, and encounter trouble when a cop tries to force everyone in the building to evacuate. That's a, that's a pretty flimsy setup there for me. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I mean, the hurricane really serves no purpose in this movie. Like, we're going to get into it, but, like, there's no reason for this to be during a hurricane at all. They could have come up with a better, I mean, the whole reason for the hurricane was to keep everyone locked in a building. It's a single location type of, of movie, right? Kind of like a, like a Die Hard, if you will, or like a Speed 2 or a Speed 1 or... Sure. Yeah, other, other better movies have already done it. Yeah. Um, so quick info we got to, yeah, Force Nations came out. This was released in June of this year, 2020. Yep, digital, digital in the U.S. Uh, only. Yep. It's got an international, uh, you know, theater release. Uh, we'll get into that. Um, yeah, I mean, this makes sense for this movie to be released this year. <laughs> it's got, uh, let's see, who's in it? So not many actors really are in it, but we got Mel Gibson. He's kind of like the, the big title name there. Kate Bosworth. I haven't seen her in anything since ever in a yeah. long time. <laughs> Emile Hirsch, which is kind of the rando here. He's yeah. like oddly like good in some movies and then just like, not in others. I don't know. Like this um, David Zayas, who uh, plays a villain, and if you don't recognize his name, he was in Dexter. He played uh, just one of the detectives in the Miami department there, right? Yeah. The real star of this movie. <laughs> For sure. Like, definitely. Uh, no, no. Is David Zayas. He's like, yeah. in my opinion, is, is despite the garbage dialogue that's handed to him, is far and away the best actor in this movie <laughs> and when you say that there is a certain level of just to, you know fellow listeners just so you know there's a certain benchmark when you say that so yeah that, exactly oh, bad <laughs> and then uh there's uh stephanie Cayo, i think is how you pronounce her last name this is her first american film english-speaking film i should say uh she played the uh emile hirsch's uh, partner cop so yep the other cop that's pretty much it. And then there's a couple other secondary characters. We'll get to them. Yep. Written for the screen by a Corey Miller. We did some digging on him. He doesn't have a lot of credits to his name. I think he's only done like three or four shorts. And then this is his first feature. Yep. Um, it shows. 
Yep. <laughs> does. Hey, you know, everyone, you got to get your start somewhere completely fine. Looks like he worked in did some TV series stuff as like a camera electrical department stuff. But um, yeah, just a lot of shorts and yeah, first features. So, hey, you know. Got to cut your teeth somewhere. And, you, you know, what better way than a Mel Gibson vehicle? Yep. Um, production costs here. So we, this movie had a budget of $23 million, which oh, I mean, yeah. Like, Maybe I don't know. I don't understand where all the money went. <laughs> I feel like we say I feel like we say this for every movie. Yeah, but usually I think they're cheaper or they're like I don't know. <laughs> like is Mel Gibson had to be all the costs on this one, right? It was probably 20 million to make the hurricane happen and 3 million to actually make the movie. You think so? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um uh so 23 million dollars uh but this does fall in the category of our investigative journalism we're doing here if you if I may. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keep this storyline going. <laughs> this is storyline. We're. In, I'm going to throw this in here now. So there was a lot of production companies tied to this movie again. Yep, like a lot. Yep. We'll get into that. Um, <laughs> so a lot of production companies. There's like I think somewhere around. I did a quick count. I think there's like twenty. There's definitely twenty plus. Probably twenty five to thirty producers listed on this movie. Oh, I'm glad you counted. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I had nothing else to do. I lost count. Yeah. <laughs> And for movies we've seen, like the average number for, you know, normal movies you go see and enjoy, there's only like 10, 12 maybe. Sure. And we also found that our our, our friends, we're actually we're not friends, but whatever, uh, Emmett and Furla. Don't, don't say that they're our friends. <laughs> no, geez, I shouldn't say that. Emmett and Furla are the, the, the two, the pair that did um, uh, 10 Minutes Gone, right? Right. Episode, yeah. whatever that was, four or five or six from that we did. Like for those of you in the audience who are definitely going to collect on this guy's debt someday, like don't, we're not his friends. We're not their friends. It's brothers. Are they brothers? No, they're not related at all. They're just, yeah. They're brothers. Yeah. yeah I'm sure. assuming they're brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know them. We don't know them. Okay. I just want to get that on tape. Um, so yeah, maybe a little shadiness going on. I don't know. It's definitely a money, money laundering movie for sure. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Like there's no one, no one, no one sat back after this and was like, hey guys, we did a good job. <laughs> Everyone did their best. Yep. So anyway. no one, no one worked on this movie. <laughs> no one, they're just like, can I just get a paycheck and move on to my next job, please? Um, which is weird. So Mel Gibson, I mean, he didn't have a lot of screen time. Minutes. <laughs> but he pulls in, I, so I did some digging. I was trying to find like what each actor makes per movie, like on average. And he's like. He's pretty much this entire budget, but that's going to be for like a real movie. So this isn't Braveheart. This isn't, <laughs> but he definitely probably, he was certainly no doubt like the highest probably cost of this, this entire film. So totally. Yeah. And then somehow internationally managed to make uh, $638,000 at the box office. I, I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like it was pretty big in, uh, let's see what country you got here. Huge in Australia. Huge. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Mel Gibson. Oh, good call. Good connection there. He was born in New York though. So whatever. Like I know. But, <laughs> You're yeah, saying they, they like him over there. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, Mad Max. I mean, come on. You can't go over that. So, all right. That makes sense. Good, good, good tie in there. 300,000 made in, in Australia. Unbelievable. Um, Netherlands, Portugal, Ukraine, the old United Arab, Arab Emirates. Yep. Emirates, it's right? One. Yep. <laughs> Make sure I pronounce that correctly this time. Uh-huh. Vietnam. Big, big in Vietnam, 37,000. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like good showing for Vietnam for... Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I guess not good for you because you went to go see this movie. That's a good point. <laughs> that's... I'm sorry for your loss, Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. That's... <laughs> like, this movie sucked. This movie was really, really bad. Not the kind of bad that I usually like. Yeah. I, I'm actually mad that we watched this. <laughs> uh, so I think... Oh, so the only thing... So directed by Michael Polish, who I, can, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I... I don't think he's really done anything else of note, but he's done a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, seven, yeah. He's directed 17 things, but nothing on here stands out to me. Nothing I know. Jackpot? <laughs> no clue. We can take a look, but... Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't know what Jackpot is. <laughs> no, I was just, I, in, the, in his overview up the top of the IMDb page, he was, it was like, known for Jackpot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, also mar- married to Kate Bosworth. <laughs> I mean, isn't IMDb pretty much like Wikipedia where anyone can go in and edit this stuff? So, yeah. Um, married to Kate Bosworth is important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, you're going to pitch me this movie. What's your pitch in this thing? Yeah. Little Hollywood pitch action. Um, I feel like no brainer. It's the Hurricane Heist uh, because it is that movie. I don't know what that is. Meets the Beaver. Little uh, Mel Gibson flop for you there. Oh. So the Hurricane Heist. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not exactly the same, but it came out a couple years ago. It's. It's about pulling off a heist during a Category Five hurricane. How so, did you? How, <laughs> how do you know this movie? It's awful. Don't watch it. <laughs> but better than this movie. Oh, it's got Maggie Grace in it. Yeah, she yeah. plays uh, um, Taken's daughter there. Exactly. Yep. Uh, no, it's got a couple of good good things in it. It's not terrible, but it's basically uh, it's almost the same movie. I mean, yeah. I mean, I see Fast and Furious in a hurricane, basically. Yep, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, this is this is pretty much literally like these attempt a massive heist against U.S. Treasury as a Category Five hurricane approaches one of its mint facilities. Right, so like move it to Puerto Rico and make it about art, and it's the same movie. Oh, same. It's the same but different. That's what they want in Hollywood. Similar but different. Right, and the Beaver is one. Uh, I don't know if you saw. Did you see that one? I think I did. That's with um. Isn't uh, Jodie Foster in that? Yeah, uh, she directed it. Oh, uh, she directed. Okay, no, she's in it. Oh, she's in it. Okay, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> it's uh, all. Oh, Anton Yelchin too. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. No, no, it has it like Jennifer Lawrence is in it too. It has good actors in this movie, um, but it's where Mel Gibson is like I'm assuming playing himself, like a, a troubled guy, uh, depressed alcoholic who, you know, I mean, this one is more puppet based than he probably is in real life. But um, <laughs> you don't know, you don't know him. You're right, I don't know him. So you don't really maybe you don't, the, you don't know the you don't know the, the Mel. Yeah, he's a big puppet boy, I guess, and. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming like the the character he plays in this movie is that same character without the puppet. <laughs> All right, okay, I might have so, to watch this. I'd throw it on the list. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. It's also one of the handful of Mel Gibson movies that have like very much flopped. <laughs> All right, that's a pretty good one. I was very nice, I think, but so like I'm mine. It's this meets that. Like I, I'm picturing myself as either the filmmaker or like producer of this, trying to like get money for it from someone. Yep. 
And so when I see the two movies on a list here, like have that lens on, right? Because okay, because okay. mine are like these are good movies. Sell me this movie, Russ. <laughs> I'm gonna sell you this movie because you're gonna want to give me money right now after I say this. Yeah. You know what it's like? It's like Snake Eyes meets Die Hard. <laughs> Come back to you would totally give me money to make that movie. You saying? Are you calling this like a hurricane heist? <laughs> <laughs> no go on go on explain this to me because again those are good movies and this is not (laughs) yeah well again i'm like i'm trying to raise money for this so i wouldn't tell you shitty movies that's where you go make a piece of shit how about i tell you two good movies and then you're like oh cool here's a bunch of money to go make a piece of shit yeah have i got the dirty money for you (laughs) right i guess that's true (laughs) let's funnel it into this anyways so snake eyes the 1999, 98, whatever it was, I think, uh, uh, kind of noir, weird detective movie uh, with uh, Nicolas Cage. A okay, good yeah. performance, classic Cage performance. Sure. It's one place and they're trapped by a hurricane, a storm going on outside. So they're trapped in like the boxing arena. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. I guess the diehard part's not making any more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> Now that well, I think about it. <laughs> you tried. Well, yeah, I tried. I did my best. I Yeah, I guess it doesn't make any sense now, does it? It's like Snake Eyes meets Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if if that bad. was bad. <laughs> if they were both terrible movies. All right. Well, I got to work on my, you know, I got to work on this. You know, I'll get better, you know. <laughs> I was good at this before we started recording them. And then it's yeah. just ugh, downhill. We used to play this for hours. <laughs> Maybe that's why we got rid of all of our good ones. Yeah. Used them all up. Is it Fast Facts time? Dude, you know what fucking time it is. Hell yeah. <laughs> fast Facts. We don't have many here. These are all pretty bad. I think you already said one of these too. Probably. <laughs> First Fast Fact. Yeah. Bruce Willis was originally for the Mel Gibson role, and I think that would have been a million times better. Uh this is way more of a Bruce Willis movie than a Mel Gibson movie. I think I just dislike Mel Gibson enough that I was like, oh, I automatically am angry at this character. <laughs> uh, you know what? I retract. I think my fucking Hollywood pitch is good now. Because yeah, if right. Bruce Willis was in this, boom. Snake Eyes meets Die Hard. Sure. Yeah, then it would have. Yeah, you're right. Then it would be exactly Snake Eyes meets Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> So you think Bruce Willis would have been would have made this better, tolerable? Yes. He's less. Uh, I don't want to punch Bruce Willis like I want to punch Mel Gibson. Shout out to Mel Gibson. <laughs> I don't know. Like watching Bruce Willis's last performance in like that ten minutes gone movie, it was, was great. It was like a cardboard cutout was just walking around. They literally could have just had a cardboard cutout and have someone <laughs> pretend to be Bruce Willis. You know, it was so bad. <laughs> At least Mel Gibson was like, oh, he's just being Mel. Which is, you know, yeah, just different. regular, regular amount of punchable. It was Mel Gibson with like a hardcore New York accent, right? He was from New York too, wasn't he? I don't know. I wrote that in one of my my notes later. I was like, what accent is he doing here? It's it seems like New York, but <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll get to it. Not great. <laughs> uh, second fast fact we got here. We've only got four, so it shouldn't take us long. Yeah, burn through these. Um, so it's a double, it's a family affair here, if you will, Fast Facts, in this movie, um, The Hurricane Heights. No, it's not The Hurricane Heights. It's the fucking movie, The Person Nature. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
beep. Um, Family Affair. So Michael Polish is the director. He is married to Kate Bosworth, who acts and stars in Force yep. of Nature. Yep. And Michael Polish's daughter is in Force of Nature as Emile Hirsch's uh, brief but uh, dead girlfriend. Yep. Which we'll get to. Spoilers. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, way to spoil the first 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> I don't even know. Not even close. Oh, yeah. She does show up in the first 20 minutes, doesn't she? Like a brief, yeah. Whatever. Okay, whatever. Don't worry about it. All right. From this point on, spoilers. You've been warned. Yeah. And uh, luckily, filmed on location in Puerto Rico. Like the one redeeming quality of this movie. Yes. uh, Is that it had really nice, beautiful uh, Puerto Rican landscapes. Yeah. (laughs) Like the filmography is pretty good in those parts where it's like, oh, I just want to show me more Puerto Rico. From this point on, that's it for Fast Facts. That's all we got. Yep. Time to get into the the beef of this movie. Starting off again, we already talked about how this is a money laundering scheme. Um, lots of credits. We're like, we're talking maybe like eight studio animations at the beginning. Uh, and then we're brought to you San Juan, Puerto Rico, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Get ready for some time jumping because any movie that tells you right off the bat what time it is means it's going to bounce around in time. Exactly. It's like and, the lazy way of <laughs> showing well, you that this is a flashback. <laughs> yeah. It's also just like, but it only does it this once. True. So, uh, uh, so yeah, there we talk are. about the opening scene here. Describe that a little bit. <laughs> Which one? The, the four, what's happening at 4 p.m. here? This opening. All right, yeah. So 4 p.m. We got a lot of shots of, of Puerto Rico, uh, uh, San Juan. I'm sorry, San Juan. Um, and we're all right. We're established. We're in San Juan. At the same time, they do have like a narrator, uh, which I think is like a weatherman. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Right, because it's just some someone like they're like panning through the clouds. I think they went through clouds. Credits show the city again from different angles, speeding, zooming in, blah blah blah, and like and they have this narration going. Credits still rolling, and the yeah. narration is basically describing a hurricane and telling you that they're bad. Right, and it's pouring rain, and there's like. Uh, you see wind. what's that and there's wind right and there's wind <laughs> yep. like it's like you don't we just say there's a hurricane coming we all know what a fucking hurricane is like right. and then like and yeah <laughs> and then we see yeah makes no sense at all then we see mel gibson like firing a gun at people <laughs> right so we do we do get the thing going in right so the guy's describing hurricanes to us it's like i don't know who this is they keep talking they go closer shot supporter uh, san juan right and then they cut into uh it's raining pouring rain and emile hirsch and some random dude are like on on all fours clearly they were fighting or doing something and they get into like a little tango and we see bruce, uh, bruce willis and mel gibson <laughs> we wish we saw bruce willis right we see Mel Gibson with uh, Lady Cop. I forget her name. We'll get to it later, maybe, hopefully. Yeah. And they're like walking around stairs, walking around this apartment complex and watching Emil Hirsch and this other guy fight in the middle of like, what is it, like an atrium, if you will, or like an open? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's like, it looks like an alleyway to me, at least. No, it's, it's in between, like, because like all the apartment buildings kind of wrap around or, you know. Courtyard, like, yeah. Courtyard, yeah, like a center spot you're probably not supposed to go to. Sure. Um, with a gun. It's 4 p.m. pouring out, and Mel Gibson is trying to get a shot on, obviously not Emile Hirsch, because... Well, not obviously not. Like, at that point, who knows? <laughs> I don't, like, I'm, very, I'm super confused. I'm just calling it right now of, like, 
I had no idea what was going on in this opening scene. I was like, why are we watching this? What's happening? I, I like, I understood, like, I didn't either. I was like, oh, this must be leading up to the end of the movie. And then they're going to show us everything that led up to that point, And then we're going to be at the end of the movie. Right. Which, right. And I also thought that Mel Gibson was the star based on this scene. <laughs> I was like, I did oh, too. Mel Gibson's going to be the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew Emil Hirsch was a good character because I watched the trailer. Sure. I didn't. <laughs> And the other guy was like a faceless, no-name guy. So it was like, you know, he's got to die. So that's how they set start the movie. Right. Then more credits. Then more credits. And then <laughs> and it jumps hours. to the old San Juan eight hours earlier, right? I think it was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Man, that opening was brutal. All right. So now we're, now we, we track with, uh, with, uh, uh, with our guy there, David Zayas, right? Our, our villain. Yep. John Baptiste, if you will. John the Baptist. It's not John oh. Baptiste. What are you? I thought that's what he said. <laughs> no, he's John the Baptist. He goes by John the Baptist. <laughs> that's the thing is like, also everybody in this movie, like at, at random times just speaks like, uh, like weird English that doesn't make any sense. And then switches into Spanish and then, <laughs> which I appreciate. And I'm like, Oh, these characters are seemingly at least trying to pretend that they're in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> whatever so we, we we go to david zayas here and he is john the baptist john baptiste um <laughs> Be- baptiste yeah and i think he's like all right so so I, I you thought it was a hotel they were going into i thought it was a bank i'm pretty sure it was a bank yeah i think it was a hotel because <laughs> so we'll get to why you thought it was a hotel but so let's go with the idea it's a bank there's sure. tellers it doesn't look like a hotel at all <laughs> but so well, he Puerto goes Rico in, looks amazing like i want to go to puerto rico now oh <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it, it's it's nice San Juan's great i've been there um and so we they were tracking with this old lady inside the bank or hotel whatever and uh david zay is here john the baptist he's following her right and then he's like you have something we ha- you you know you have something we need or whatever i don't know it was very yeah about what the fuck was going on here other than like okay he's a bad guy and he's gonna rob this old lady um and then an address there's an important address that like never was brought up again yeah (laughs) i think presumably the address i guess was the apartment building right that the rest of the movie takes place in that's right because the whole thing the crux of the whole thing is we're talking about old nazi art basically yeah, wait is she a nazi is the old lady a nazi yeah oh cool okay all right <laughs> i'm back in i'm back in <laughs> all coming back together now okay we we'll have to figure that out right now now the movie makes way more sense way more fucking sense okay <laughs> so this old nazi lady <laughs> all right now it makes sense okay old nazi lady yeah wait, hold on before we move on meanwhile while everything that everything that Russ is saying is happening is happening, but also uh, they're still setting up the seriousness of the hurricane. Like there's still random, oh, yeah. there's still random bits of dialogue over in the background of being like, "Oh, like that's uh, right, gonna be real windy out there." Oh my god! Um, all right, so her, I think our minds are blown. There, we figured that out. I had I did not put that together at all. No, me neither. So she like gives them like a little painting uh, and an address. And like that's what they're doing up in this what you thought is a lockbox room or like a whatever a vault or something. There was a safety deposit box thing. I think it's just a hotel. Dude. Like they were up in a conference room upstairs because then they head downstairs and they're like walking out. Uh, mm-hmm. And the old lady, first of all, she's like starts having a heart attack, right? 
Yeah, she was like kind of having a moment. Like she's about to have yeah. a heart attack, and then John the Baptist just like blows her away and then shoots his buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. John Baptist went in there with his his henchman, whose name is Baby, by the way. Right, because of course that's it important. Is. That's important for one of the best lines ever. Sure. Um. So yeah, he just shoots the two of them in yep. the middle of the day, in the middle of the hotel yep. bank lobby, where the fuck it is. Yep. In front of like a thousand people. Yep. For this for this painting, presumably, and for the for a painting in an address. Thousand people, fifty people, a lot of people. But yeah, like Yeah. And I think the lady was gonna die anyway at that point. Like she was definitely having a heart attack. And like this is what makes me think they had to be in a hotel and not a bank, is that there are no other armed people around. Like he just walks out. He like walks out the front door, gets in his car, and is like, "Well, time to go." Well, he actually, what he says is, uh, <laughs> when he gets in the car, the henchman driving, he's like, "Oh, what happened to baby?" And this is David Zayas' line: "Old prune panicked, the old lady. Yep, baby was aborted. Yep, <laughs> like grimy. <laughs> what? Like that's like." <laughs> And then I think I said, like, what's this rated? Because, like, when he, like, blew away that old lady, like, it was kind of graphic. And I was like, wait a second. I thought this, I thought this was, like, direct-to-video, like, a PG-13, maybe. It was, it, was, it was an NR. It was not rated, I think. Uh, and are you sure? I think it was just, I think it was R for restricted. <laughs> no, was it? I believe so. <laughs> Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, R, okay. Um. Which then they had to like go and justify the rating, I think, the rest of the movie. <laughs> but like that line, you imagine like you're, so you're a henchman, right? And you're driving and you're like waiting for your boss and like the other henchman to come back. And like, maybe that guy was the guy who's driving. Like maybe they were friends, you know, maybe they hung out, you know, baby and the driver, you know? Probably. Yeah. They seem like they're the boys. Driver, but you know what I mean? Like maybe they were friends. Who knows? Yeah. And your boss comes out and he's like, oh, the old prune panicked. Baby was aborted because the guy's nickname is baby. It feels like that was like, like he was just waiting for the moment to shoot the henchman named baby just so he could say that line. I think so. I think right? that was the takeaway. And then like, you're right. The driver did look kind of sad for a second. Like he was like, Oh, what's, no. what did I get myself into? Yeah. Maybe I should go work somewhere else. Maybe I should be a henchman somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe I could, I could work in this hotel. <laughs> Thank. Um, so so that's, there up. we are. So that is eight hours earlier. So you got the stage set. You know our bad guy is like, he's bad because he just shoots old ladies and fucking henchmen like it's no big deal in broad daylight, gets in a car and drives away. Yep. Uh, we understand we got a hurricane coming. Yep. We've established all the facts. All the facts. Now, looking back on it, now we recognize, okay, we got some Nazi art here that, you know, has been held on to. And this old lady's got an address of somebody who's got some Nazi art. Yep. Yep. Not that Nazis made the art, but they stole the art because they're a bunch of jerks. Um, right. and, and then we cut to... Our hero. Our hero. Oh, before... But by the way, this is like the first like 10 minutes of the movie, I think. At most. This is like maybe two minutes long. We, we spend probably 15 minutes talking about it. <laughs> All right. Then we cut to our other... Or our main character here. Uh, Emil Hirsch brooding with all the sorts of brooding you possibly can. Yep. In like, a bathtub. Classic naked oh. in the bathtub playing oh. with a gun oh. if i had a nickel for every time i've seen this scene yeah you would be six nickels six nickels. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah emil hirsch in the bathtub trying to decide if he wants to kill himself yep 
a little shot of booze on the table. Yep. It's like a, it may, this scene made me immediately hate him. <laughs> like, yeah. like I have no sympathy for him. I don't know why he's thinking about killing himself. Yep. Uh, like it seems like the scene is just like trying too hard because they're like the, I don't know if you picked up on the music, but it really bothered me in the scene because mm-hmm. kind of out of nowhere and not really fitting for the rest of the movie. They're just like all of a sudden like, Oh, like the saddest cello you've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. It was like, what? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I was in the same boat. I was like, I don't care. I don't, what, what? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We're depressed. And, yeah. And then, and then there wasn't much else. Then it was just like, all right, like now we'll like sit him, see him like eating dinner. Like, I go, guess he decided not to kill himself. I guess that's yeah. good because he's the top billed actor in this movie besides Mel Gibson. <laughs> we need someone to move things along, I guess, right? Yep. And he's like, well, guess I'm going to work. <laughs> um, so he's well, he's brooding in the tub. By the way, uh, we do get a we do get a quick flashback. True, short, you're right. Short snap flashback, which I've already spoiled, but a short flashback to him in a car making out with a pretty lady, Michael Polish's daughter, Michael Polish director's daughter. Um, yeah, and that's it. Immediately, you're like, okay, well, she's dead. <laughs> Obviously, he did it, or you know, he did something to do it. You know. Presumably, yeah. I, like again, this I was so confused. Like this whole movie, yeah. <laughs> everything, nothing made sense. Nothing added up. They didn't explain anything, and then they explained other things way too much. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like they were. I mean, I, I see what they're doing. They were kind of like trying to give interest by giving less information off the bat, and it's like, oh, why? Oh, why is he so depressed? Oh, I wonder why. I guess I'll have to keep watching to find out. And it's like. Yeah, that only works in well-written movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, well, I guess if they're gonna show us with the plot later, then sure. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, you know, you—it's his first feature film. You know, you're right. Let's I'm not. Being go too, we're being too negative. <laughs> it's constructive feedback. All right. Um. <laughs> so, uh, then we immediately cut to him in the police station in right. San Juan, right? And he basically just works the front desk. Yep, seemingly. Uh, and then and then his <laughs> boss, some guy who I think is his boss, barges in and is just like, hey, fucking guy, fuck you. Make sure there's no motherfucking people on that train. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This guy's coming in so hot. Like, what? so much unnecessary swearing. And that's when I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're trying to justify the R rating now. <laughs> I get the R rating. I had to sneak that in. He's like, you got a fucking mission, guy. You got to go. And I was like, and also, what does this guy belong here? Like, yeah, like where, where are you from, too? Like, sets him up with a shitty assignment, basically, of evacuating and picking up people, right? Was that pretty much what yep. it was? There's basically, there's like, uh, well, he's supposed to be evacuating a train, I think. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Like, and that's like, he never got to a train. That's what I was like. I don't know what they're supposed to be doing, but. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, they're like supposed to be evacuating a train. Um, so this is where the movie like does like, it does, so the movie you gotta be prepared for is like, it cuts between a lot of different like pairs of people. And I think it's trying to get them all to like weave together, but it does not play out all that well. So like. Yeah, so it's gonna go really well describing this to all the listeners. Lots of me fucking brutal because it, it, it chugs along and cuts back and forth. So. Um, so he's got the shitty assignments. Great. And then they cut to a grocery store and there is a guy who's like hoarding up like all like the ground beef in his, in his carriage. Right. Yep. Taking, taking all of it. Stacks on stacks of beef. So much beef. 
Um, then there's like another guy who comes up. He's got his kid. He's like, hey, why are you taking all this beef? I want some beef for my kid. But we'll have a burger. We all want burgers. Guy's like, no, no, no. I need all this beef. Uh, then a beef kind of breaks out between the two of them about the beef. Then there's sure. a lot of beef going around. Yep, beef, beef. Um, pretty much just, you know, people being shitty to each other during a natural disaster, you know? Yep. We know this. Exactly. this is how it works, right? Yeah, and then also, like, way to make enemies on this guy, on the not beef guy, uh, of being, like, getting a guy kicked out of a grocery store. Like, come on, man. Like, let What's the guy that? have some beef. Like, go, yeah. buy some, go buy some not beef. I don't know. There's probably other stuff at the store. Yeah, like, the guy could literally just given one package to the guy and just been – it would have been over. Right. We all that, too, I guess. All right. Yeah, I guess they're they're both jerks at this point. <laughs> yeah. Just give one thing a beef. Like, and just be like, all right, here you go. Yeah, and then I'm, at this I'm point, solved. I had a note of where's Mel Gibson because I thought he was the star of this movie. <laughs> he's kind of not really, but he's just there. Like, we're like 15, 20 minutes in now, I think, yeah. right? And there's yeah. there's been no Mel Gibson outside yeah. of the very opening scene. And then... Uh, Let me get to the van. The police van. Then we cut back to the van, the assignment. So we got Emilio uh, Hirsch's character and his new partner there, who's played by Stephanie Kayo. I don't remember her name in the movie, though. Uh, I'll remember it in a minute, probably. Jess. Everyone's got first one, just first names. That's it. So he's she's Jess, and Emilio Hirsch is Cardillo. Cardillo? Cardillo? Pena. Cardillo. Jess Pena. She's got a last name. Oh, oh that's right. She does. It's not on, it's not on IMDb, but... That's right, she does. That's right, because they all have the badges on there. So I just remembered Officer Pena. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so they're in the car, the van, and just sitting there. And Demille Hirsch is just like, "This sucks. Life sucks. Don't worry about it." Blah blah blah. Well, I feel like there are a couple of good gems here. So yeah, he's complaining about everything, and she's also complaining about everything. Um, where she, she she's like, like she's like, "Oh, I just wanted more action. I wanted to transfer to uh, Rio Piedras, which." Uh, they mention this other city a bunch and I'm like, what the hell is going on in Rio Piedras? Like, it sounds like it's a real shit show up there. She's like, Oh, I really want more action. And you're like, there's no cop uh, in my, in my mind or any cop that I've ever met. That's like, Oh boy, I really wish there was more crime. So I had, <laughs> like, so I had more stuff to do. Like that's like only happens to movie cops. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? No, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I wish there were more murders, like something exciting. <laughs> what? Uh, and then this is when one of my first uh, good line from uh, Emil Hirsch, uh, when he goes, wash your hands at the sink and get splashback, still looks like you pissed yourself. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. like what? Just complaining about his life. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, um, and then I also wanted to call out because – they identify themselves this way a bunch. They're, he's like, they're like, uh, Sector Adam Boy Charlie responding. And you're like, wait, they're just like, their team is like ABC? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, it. It just seems like the laziest possible way. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would you, like, make it something interesting, Ellie? <laughs> right? Like Whiskey Tango Foxtrot responding. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Like anything else. Uh, and that's where, like, I immediately hate this guy. Uh, yeah. Neil Hirsch's character, like, he looks like a tall Ben Shapiro uh, and is, like, equally as douchey. Yep. <laughs> and I just really hate him a lot. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Got carried no, away. No, that was good. No, no, yeah. I uh, I agree. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so then, so then they're like, "Oh, hey guys, there's an emergency in this store. Like, we got to go." That's the the our ABC responding here. We got to go to a store where there's a guy. There's a situation. Right, because the two guys who are fighting over the beef now, they actually physically fight over the beef. Yeah. And yeah. I am very pro meat guy at this point. Um, I I am. I think I no. I'm not. No, I'm not pro anyone. Team really. other guy. Yeah. What's that? Your team, the other guy, I think. Yeah, just give him, give him some beef. He just wants some beef for his kid. Yeah, fair. I mean, like you, he, the guy is literally just—he's got an entire grocery cart full of ground beef. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Just stop. Yeah. No one knows that you have what you have in your closet, which we'll get to. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm still team meat guy because he's like, he's not hurting anyone. Like, like you said, he was like, "Oh, just go buy something else." Like, this is a store. We're all here. You know, it's a free market, man. Like, go. <laughs> Uh, gross. <laughs> Just be fucking nice to someone. Like, yeah, here's a package of beef. All right. Yeah. And then uh, Tall Ben Shapiro rolls in and he's like, uh, yeah, let me talk to El Victimo here. I'm like, what a jerk. Like, they yeah. already kind of make it a point that this guy doesn't know any Spanish. Yes. Never, like, doubling down on it. Um, yeah. It makes me hate him way more. It's like, how long was he down in Puerto Rico, too? Like, he knows no, he knows no language at all. Like, nothing of the language at all. Like, right. Exactly. And then they start talking about this guy's pet a bunch, like too much. Like there's so much back and forth. He was like, what, what kind of pet you got? Like, yeah, it was like, almost meat. <laughs> yeah. Cause he kept saying, I have to go feed my cat. Gotta feed my cat. So they're going to arrest the, so they're basically arresting this guy, the beef. I'm going to call him the beef thief. Cause that's a fun phrase to say, Sure. but he wasn't stealing any beef. He was just, no, Jason, Jason Griffin is his name. <laughs> yeah. The beef thief. Yeah, wasn't he was stealing beef, but he kind of was because he was taking all of it. No. So I'm gonna call He's, him the beef thief. He stole nothing, Russ. <laughs> that I'm we team, know of. Yeah. I'm team beef boy. I'll call him beef boy because he didn't steal anything. <laughs> beef thief is well, he's stealing all the beef from everyone else. He's so, purchasing all the beef. <laughs> sure, but he's still thieving it from everyone else. Beef thief. That's a much cooler name, anyways. Beef thief. All right, fine. So yeah, he's the he's the whole reason why this movie happens. <laughs> he is quite literally the yeah he kicks off he is the he is kicks everything off because now we have Mill Hirsch and Officer Jess uh, Pena yep Perez Pe- Pena 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 uh, they're gonna arrest him and they're like okay you come with us and then he goes in this whole spiel about how he's got to go feed his cat right well no so he that all right so this. Uh, I'm going to call you out on it. So he never said, he never said. Did they, is this where they, did they cut back and forth again? No, no, no. So like, this is when like uh, Emil Hirsch keeps saying your cat, your cat, your cat. The guy has never like very much made a point of not saying what his pet is. Like he's never said it's my cat. He's like very shady about what his pet is. Oh, interesting. I thought he mentioned, he's like, oh, I just have to go home and feed my cat. No, 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 no. That was Emil Hirsch saying like, oh, what? You just got to go home and feed your cat? <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, someone said it. Just not the guy, not the beef thief. Yes, exactly. Or, so that's what like, thief. it's like spoilers for way later in the movie. Like it is a cat uh, that we just like. Technically. Right. But like, I'm assuming at this point that it's a gator or something cool. Uh, because like the, they're building it up to be this like crazy thing. Yeah. Like they're they're being very secret about what it is. They're making Emil Hirsch look like a clown for being like, "Oh, like what? Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. You got to go bring your cat a little meat, whatever." Yeah. Um, anyway, it made me mad. And then yeah, that's the whole inciting incident for the whole movie. 
is the beef thief beef boy fight with random guy who wants to feed his kid. Yep, exactly. And that gets them back to the apartment complex where the beef thief has to go to feed his, that we don't know yet, cat or animal. Exactly. Where we meet my favorite character in this movie, the true unsung hero, uh, Super Louie. The, the, the apartment manager, right? Apartment mm-hmm. complex manager or whatever? Yep, exactly. And yeah. he, uh, Louie, uh, is his name. Yep. Uh, who they make another point about Emil Hirsch being a douche and being like, all right, look, Louis Joe. And I'm like, his name's not Louis Joe. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, just a- listen. Yeah, just just listen. Yeah, but at the same time, like, he's credited on IMDb as Super Louis Joe, which makes me furious because <laughs> his name is Louis Joe. <laughs> uh, and then... <laughs> And in the subtitles, I had the subtitles on for this one because I was like, I didn't want to miss anything. The dialogue was That's fair. Too, too terrible in some parts. That's reasonable. Uh, and so the, the dialogue, just like the, the subtitles started calling him Super Louie. And I was like, don't call him Super Louie. <laughs> His name's Louie. <laughs> How hard is this? Super Louie brothers. Yeah. But he's anyway. doing what a super should. He's sealing up the, the apartment complex. He's yeah. handling plywood over the windows. He's like, out there actually knows all his tenants like it seems like he has a good relationship with them all he's like oh yeah that guy he's up in 33b and that guy's in 65f and i was like wait a second also 60 and 30 like how many apartments are in this building well there is a scene where there's a lot of walking upstairs like there's a lot of stairs yeah i think there's like 50 plus apartments in this building (laughs) but like it just made me hate emil hirsch so much and i agreed with uh officer pena there she's like oh he's really gotta learn some spanish uh, and like his name is Cardillo. Like I guess they call him Cardillo the whole time. So I'm wondering if it's an Italian thing. But they kind of like. He's kinda, you, I don't know. I thought he was Italian. I don't know. Like I felt like everyone was like a bunch of Italians from New York. Yeah. Anyone yeah. that wasn't like clearly from Puerto Rico and spoke Spanish yeah. was from New York. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess you're right. <laughs> it does make that does make the movie make more sense. I guess. <laughs> right. It was like. Mel Gibson and what's his face? Well, no, he, I mean, he is from New York. Uh, Mila Hurst's character. True, true. I don't know. (laughs) All right, so. It is a mess. It's a mess movie. All right, so we're at the apartment complex. We meet Super, Super, Super Louie Joe there. Super, Super, Super Louie, Super Louie. Super Louie, yep. Uh, And we get there and so, oh, man. This is going to be a long one. Um, So we (laughs) have Emile Hirsch's character and and Jess there, the two cops, and they're with the beef thief and they're like, yeah, just go in and take care of your cat. We'll meet you down here in five minutes. Like, what? Yeah, Yeah, they're like, we're going to go look for these old guys that are in this building uh, because now they're getting, they're kind of getting back to their mission where they're like, oh, I guess we have to evacuate these people. Right, because Super Louie tells them like, oh, there's two old guys in here who don't want to leave. Right. And they're like, all right, well, I guess we have to go in and get, you know, evacuate them because that's what they're doing. That's what they're supposed to be doing. They got the bus, you evacuate people and get them out of there, right? Yep. Uh, so then we cut to kind of a quick, now we, well, we get second introduction to Mel, right? We, we saw him at the beginning of the movie, but now we get like, right? right. It's like Mel Gibson, they get inside uh, the building. Beef Thief is going to feed the cat. Cops are like. Six flights of stairs. Yeah, cop, Yeah, six flights of stairs. Cops are going to go talk to first old guy who doesn't want to leave his chair. 
of course, it's Mel Gibson. And we meet Mel, and he just, whew, just he's immediately awful. Yeah, he's immediately Mel Gibson in real life. Yes. <laughs> Where he's just like, oh, like, you, you cops? Like, uh, current police department's full of pussies and politics. And like, Sounds like, about right. This is exactly how I imagine Mel Gibson talks. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think it was like, yeah, it was, he hates everything and everyone. And, like, yeah, you're just waiting for, like, that, yeah, something, something good to come out of him. <laughs> yeah couple of things that I noted here. So is house what they call a precinct in Puerto Rico? Because they did a lot of that where they were like, oh, I'm trying to like transfer to this house. And I was like, are they saying, are they talking about precincts? Like, but maybe just be police jargon in general for like, yeah, different, different stations, different precincts. Probably. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know police lingo, but I would assume that's like just some whatever. I mean, I've heard a lot of movie police lingo and I've never heard house used to say precincts. So that's yeah. what it was throwing me off. The writer probably just Googled it and just was like, oh, sure. I think you're giving him too much credit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And also, what accent was Mel Gibson? Like, we said New York, but, like, it's not good. (laughs) I don't know what it was, man. It was like, I don't know. Definitely it was was New York or it wasn't Boston, but it was New York. And it was just, I don't know. Yeah. And then, like, and then we both had notes about uh, why is he pushing him so hard about his past? So he well he recognized so he recognizes Emil Hirsch's character Cardillo right. right he recognizes he's like oh I recognize you and then they yep. spend like three minutes which is like a long time in film with him Mel Gibson's character just like hammering him about like how he recognizes him and then recognizes like oh you're the guy up in New York who uh, killed his partner or something right does he does he go through all that or I don't so I don't think he no he I don't know he, if he does get to it he does that. get to it he's like yeah you killed you killed you know your partner got killed whatever you ever watch his this guy shot whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, he gets to it. Yeah. Does, does he say that or does he say, like, you you got this cop killed or something like that? Because I don't think we know that – I don't think we know he killed her at this point. Like, I think no, it, was kind, of a, it was kind of a reveal. We also don't know who that – it's a her. We just know that it's a – right? They don't make that well, whole tie-in. They do make that tie-in because then he goes, like, oh, yeah, wasn't it your girl? Like, that was your partner or whatever? Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. And that's what, and that's what makes me think. I think that they were just like, I think he said like, "Yo, you got that cop killed," or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, "You cop killing cocksucker," and I was like, "What? Mel what? Gibson, why are you so mad? Like, <laughs> what did he do? I think like, I'm so confused. Like, he's, they, they didn't explain it. <laughs> like, what, what is going on? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he's hammering on him, and then we get uh, well. You got some stuff here. You you keep going. So yeah, well, so then that's when like they go outside. Uh, the the daughter of Mel Gibson, um, right. Tro- Troy, uh, who's a doctor, um, she goes outside with uh, Oz, if you will. Yeah, what's Emil Hirsch's name in the movie? I keep we keep calling him Emil Hirsch. It's taking me too long. It's Car- it's Cardillo. Yeah, but what's his first name? Do we remember Jeff or something? I don't think he has a first name. I think it's just fucking Cardilla. That's it. Hey, really? Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Lame. <laughs> anyway, so Cardilla. Yeah, I could have sworn he had because he's like he's flirting with this girl the whole movie. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I assume they were flirting with first names, but I don't like, think so. No, I don't think they, they ever mentioned each other's names. That sounds right. Well, yeah. So she's he Troy. Her, but that's about it. Right, Troy Barrett. Um, and they're like they go outside on the little balcony thing there like the stairwell balcony whatever it is and he's like are you really a doctor <laughs> like it made me so mad because i was like yeah he deservedly gets the response like no i just like wearing pajamas like this woman's like 
You, yeah. Yeah, you're clearly not a detective, are you, you fucking moron? Like, also, we, we missed a step here. Uh, we should note that Kate Bosworth's character there, uh, what's her name again? Troy. Troy? Yep. Because her dad, because Mel Gibson wanted a boy. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. You get well, that you, later. Yeah. You, you listened more than I did. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's there. She is Mel Gibson's daughter and a doctor. But yeah. Yeah, she's taking care of him because Mel Gibson clearly has some kind of ailment. Like, as soon as they show him in this scene, he's like sitting in a chair, hacking up a lung, uh, like, complaining about he's like oh my kidneys hurt and my other organs and it's it's very like on the nose (laughs) it also doesn't do anything later in the movie does it like it doesn't really play a factor of him being sick does it uh it kind of does it it comes up again it's supposed to to show that he's not going to be like gonna save the day i guess right it's like oh you got a weakened old man here like i think that that was it like yeah i think that's part of it and then it comes up again once later but yeah um so yeah, you're right. So like we, we don't know anything about any of these characters. I don't have any reason to like them. I hate most of them. I'm on board with Troy at this point because she's like, seems reasonable. She's like, oh, yeah. dad, like stop being a cranky old bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm team Troy, I guess by now. And at this point, um, this is the gem. Now this is a good, this is an important part of the, of, of just logic in this world. Right. This is where right. we come to where they go. So they, Troy and, and Cardillo go back into, you know, the room, the, the apartment with, with Mel Gibson there, right? Yep. And it's just raining out. Yep. Albeit pretty hard, but it's raining, right? Sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a category four or five hurricane, supposedly. But it's raining, you know. Yeah, it's raining. and so Moderately raining. <laughs> Cardillo tries to radio uh, his partner there, Pena. I forget where she is. Oh, she's she's with uh with Mel Gibson. No, 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 no. Where's where's the uh his partner? Where is she at this point? Yeah, she's with Mel Gibson. She's like back with Mel Gibson. They had gone outside. I think this is oh, where we like. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. You're right. That's right. When they when when uh, Kate Bosworth and, and Cardilla go outside and they're talking, they they continue on to go talk to the other old guy because there's another old guy in the building. Exactly. That's right. yeah. The old Nazi that that everyone that the thieves care about right exactly we haven't right. gone to like i thought yeah. they went back in but that's right but then that, that's right they get they get to the next apartment or somewhere they get somewhere where he uses the radio and he's trying to radio pena who's in the apartment with Mel gibson and right. it's like it's all staticky and it's like oh your radios don't work in rain yep <laughs> like that's yeah they're the, like all your comms are down in this shit like that's what mel gibson says he's like yeah. Who is at the same time uh, this like grizzled old retired veteran police officer who also like later on happens to know everything that's going on with the most current up to date cases. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like yeah. he's just yeah. Oh, all your comms are down. It's raining. Don't you know that, you dummy? Like, <laughs> like wait, what? How it, it's it's Why? a walkie talkie. Like it's raining out. Like how is that bringing your comms down? Yep. Yeah, if that was a, if that was a real world problem, that'd be a problem like all the time. I, th- right? I would think, yeah. <laughs> I'm no like, comms I'm expert. A, I'm no comms expert either, but like I don't know, like a storm is that going to knock out a walkie? Like they're, I don't know. No, because I think the police radios are designed to be better than that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're 
emergency fucking like channels like <laughs> yeah like i'm fairly confident that that's a thing <laughs> and this is when she brings up again this is when she's in there with mel gibson pena sorry i'm saying she uh yeah. when officer pena's in there alone with mel gibson and she's like oh yeah like you, i gotta get transferred to rio piedras and i'm like <laughs> what the hell is everyone's obsession with rio piedras <laughs> What kinds of horrible crimes are going on up there? <laughs> we don't, we we don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know. Take me to a movie there. It sounds more interesting. <laughs> right. Sounds like you could have a couple sequels up there. Like why? Like. <laughs> yeah. All so right. Then, so we've established all of our characters. We got Kate Bosworth, Troy. We got Mel Gibson. Was he Frank? Probably. Yeah. Uh, we got Cordillo, who's Emil Hirsch. We got. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stephanie Kaya, who's his partner. So we got the two cops, retired cop, retired cop's daughter. And we got uh, Jason Dylan. Griffin in his own apartment. What's that? We got Jason Griffin in his own apartment. Beef Thief in his, still in his own apartment. And then we do have one other character. We have the, the old, the old, he was a Nazi, right? No, his dad was a Nazi, but I call him a Nazi the whole thing. Cause yeah, he's whatever, so he was, <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a Nazi. Yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> son of a nazi you're probably a nazi so i'll, I'll judge him for the sins of his father <laughs> yeah that's good it's a close enough generation um so we got the that old guy and that's that's what we got uh and then we got bad guys coming in um and the bad guys are in they, they, well before right before they get in my yeah. guy our hero straight louis, rest in paradise super louis uh which uh, this is where i lo- like this is the first time i saw it with the subtitles p- called like said like oh super louis says this no super louis (laughs) yep knew he was about to die and then sure enough he was just being a good citizen he was boarding up the the the, the windows and he was telling these guys hey you can't park out front there's a hurricane i'm not sure if you noticed you know here it's raining (laughs) it's raining hard it's raining so hard that radio police radio communications can't work right now you should probably move along yep Yep. And so that's when the bad guys blast poor Super Louie. Kapow, kapow, kapow. But then uh, at the same time, uh, Cardillo, Emil Hirsch, is coming down and witnesses this, right? Yep, exactly. And that's like, what sets oh, off the, we got a shit moment here, what's going on. Yeah. Every, every 15 minutes in this movie, there's something that like changes the entire direction of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, Oh wait a second! We were we were about to go uh, evacuate people from a train. Oh wait, no! Now we're at a grocery store. Oh wait, actually we're gonna go feed a pet cat and also get a couple of old guys out of this building. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, now we have to stop like international art thieves. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, and now, this is finally the one that sticks. This is the one where they make the rest of the movie about it. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Now we're good. I mean, you have to get people to where they are you know sure <laughs> so um bad guys are in yep emil hirsch cardillo uh cardillo cardillo i'm gonna go cardillo yeah let's go cardillo so cardillo he sees the, the super louis get shot rushes back up because i think we don't i don't think we have that covered in here but he so he 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 rushes he grabbed you know takes a uh, Kate bosworth up there troy Let's get With out the of old here. Nazi. That's when he grabs the old Nazi at the same time. In the time. old Nazi, because he was being a, oh, that's right, because he was being a pain in the ass and he didn't want to come out of his old, you know, his old Nazi secured room. We, oh, this is, good, this is important, right? Because, like, they're like, you got to come with me right now. So he pulls them both out, and when the door closes, you see, like, the lock pad he has on his yep. apartment. Exactly. Showing you 
something in there is important, right? Right. Which we find out later. And then they rush to uh, Beef Thief's apartment to try to get in to let him in. On the way there, uh, this is the first time where I was like, okay, so the old man is valuable, the old Nazi here. Because uh, then, like, there, our, our hero uh, from Dexter. Uh, <laughs> David Zayas? Yeah, David Zayas. He's like, um, he's like, wait, don't shoot, don't shoot that guy. He's like, he oh, that's right, because they spot. That's right, they spot him going through, like walking up the stairs, and like, don't shoot the old man. Exactly. So that's when you're like, okay, so the old man it plays a role here. Yep. Somehow, still very confused at this point. Like, I have no idea what's happening. All of this stuff that sound like I know. I'm hoping that for our listeners, this sounds like a somewhat coherent, clear movie. Uh, it wasn't watching it, so. I like I, I like to think that Russ and I are doing a better job of telling you what's happening we're than not. the movie than the movie told us what was happening. I think we are actually. We're not doing a good job at all. <laughs> good, perfect, good. <laughs> and they're on board with this is exactly how we watched it. <laughs> Hopefully, people are listening. They're like, man, I really, I really, I'm wondering what happens next because I'm so confused. Right, exactly. So maybe pre- it'll sort out in the end. It won't. <laughs> no, it, of course it won't. But it so, will. So they get to the beef thief's apartment, trying to get in, let us in, blah, blah, blah. It was kind of annoying. I really didn't like this part. It was just like irritating me. Yep. Um, so they get in. <laughs> they get in. Let's just skip all the fucking drama. Well, no, yeah. So then they get in, and this is where he's got a good good line here. Great commentary on uh, it was our, a pretty good line. our ISP friends. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh, our comms are out. Uh, like This is when uh, Cardillo is like, our comms are out. Can, like, can I use your landline? He's like, I don't have a landline. Like, I didn't get the bundle. And I was like, it was pretty good. Didn't we all? <laughs> didn't we all, right? Didn't we all skip that? Yeah. Like, well played, Beef Thief. But he's worried about Janet, the, the mystery pet. Like, poor Janet. She's really uh, hungry. Yeah. I, this, so this part, this is where things just get weird. I, think. I, I It was really weird. I don't know. So he's, there was some flashbacks earlier. Flash, not, there was like some cutscenes earlier where like, He's preparing some, like, all the meat he bought in this big bucket. And right. he's got this closet door that's, like, all major locks on it. Yep. Right? And I have no idea. We have no idea what's in there. We can hear some type of animal. Like, I was like, what? What the fuck is going on right now? Yeah. I still think um, it's a gator or something at this point. So he's he's going to go. So he, I think the door, I forget how this plays out. So we have the Nazi, we've got Beef Thief, and we've got... Um, the Boz and Boz's daughter, and then we've got um, Cardillo, Emil Hirsch, all in the, in the apartment now. Emil Hirsch is freaking out because he's not a very good cop, really. Doesn't seem like at all. No, he's an awful cop. <laughs> he's actually a fucking terrible cop. Um, and then we have the Beef Thief. We're in his apartment, and the door opens up, and the Beef Thief fucking just gets sucked into the into the closet, right? Right. Yep. Gets sucked into the closet by what you think is a gator. Yeah, like by unclear, I'm thinking, I hope, this is when I said, like, I hope Janet is something cooler than a gator because otherwise, like. I literally thought at this point in the movie, it was going to turn into like a, um, like weird monster movie. I really thought. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. I was really hoping <laughs> that. I was like rooting for like, awesome. Is he got some weird, crazy animal in there? It's just going to be like, now it's like good guys, bad guys versus each other versus crazy animal. I was like, no, man, like this could be. Yeah. And like the, the old hurricane, it's like nature is going to defeat you both. Like that's what I'm doing. Oh, it's going to kill me. And I shouldn't have said anything because now it's going to bug me there. The, what was the movie that I just watched with a gator and a hurricane? Uh, 
Yeah, crawl. Thank you. <laughs> I got you. I got you, boy. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I thought it was going to turn into that. <laughs> right? Uh, that's what we needed this movie to become. Yes. And like the, the downstairs guy, uh, the Nazi, is like, yeah. he's an awful actor. Like, the, he's like standing there while this is ha- like, while Jason gets like sucked into the closet. And yeah. he's like, just kind of like looking on, like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's a good actor. He's uh, he looks like uh, just um, he's probably from Puerto Rico. I don't know. Like he's probably just like some guy they found on the street, and we're like, hey, guy, you want to be in a movie? <laughs> Jorge Jorge Luis Ramos plays yeah. Camp, plays the old Nazi guy, right? Which explains the shady German accent, a number of things. Yeah, and like he's just like watching uh the you know what i hope is a gator just like suck him up into the closet and go to town and like meanwhile what the hell's going on with pena and mel gibson like we at this point we've cut away from them for like 10 15 minutes like they're are they just chatting about what's going on there yeah are they just chilling the whole movie or like i don't know i don't know and then it cuts back and forth so much like they go back to them and they're like just yeah they're just chatting and then we cut back to the weird animal situation i was like (laughs) yeah I really wonder if this crazy animal is going to come back later to, you know, yep. something important to the plot. <laughs> and then, well, and this is when we both called out the like smart way to not kill the valuable old guy is like light up the entire building with C4. Like they're trying to like blow off this wooden door, presumably. Right. So, so but there, is this them going into his apartment? No, I think so. I think this is going into his apartment where there's a, there's the safe. I think is in his apartment, isn't no, it? No, 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 no. The safe was in the basement because the safe that's where it was flooded. Because oh, okay. there's like a bike rack and shit like this. So like, right. all right, so we this is where things get really they cut back and forth. They jump between. So everyone's paired off now, right? So let's reset where we are, right? So we got yep. we got bad guys doing their thing. Then we got. Well, no, the bad guys are in two different groups too because there's the bad guys that are trying to break into the safe, and then there's a couple of the bad guys that are trying to like start hunting down. Floating uh, around, right, right. Our heroes, right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so bad guys are, we got a couple floating around and we got a couple working to get the safe. Mostly the boss and then like the guy with glasses because guys with glasses, I guess, know how to open safes. Um, glass, not to be confused with the boss. <laughs> not to be confused with the boss. <laughs> the boss, but the boss. Right. Bang. Um, and then, yeah, and then everyone's kind of paired off. So we got, uh, we got Lady Cop and Mel Gibson and then we've got so Pena and Gibson, and then we've got uh, Cardillo, Emil Hirsch, same person. Yep. With the boss, his daughter, Nazi, and Beefy. Right. Beefy got sucked into his own closet by his own animal. You know what the fuck is in there? It's vicious. Survived. Got pulled out. No, that's right. He got pulled out. He got a leg thing going on, but there was a whole thing about like bringing the meat. Look, all the meat now makes sense why he's buying all the meat at the grocery store. He's hoarding it. Yep. It's to feed whatever fucking crazy animal he's got in this closet. Right. Emil Hirsch has to strip down from his cop uniform because the guy was training to like eat cops or something. I didn't catch that part. That was kind of weird. Oh, I don't think we're that far yet, but okay. yeah, that comes up again later. All right. But, so, yeah. So, no, wait, you're right. You're right. Because at that point, that was when, when he, he had to, Emil Hirsch had to go save him. He was the one that pulled him out of the room. Right, right. And he was saying, take your uniform off first because I trained him to attack cops. Yeah. Uh, which is like, again, like everything else in this movie is like the most grotesque foreshadowing of being like, ha, ah, remember that for later. <laughs> 
like everything in this movie beats you over the head with ah, remember that for later you know, there's no subtlety to it whatsoever and it's like oh my god very very obvious <laughs> then we cut to the bad guys doing bad guy things so they need to get through a wooden door jared i don't know how you get through wooden doors outside of just opening them or using a key or maybe doing an awesome Knock. kick yeah kick just above the lock that's actually open a door if you want to kick one open by the way yeah oh i've been practicing lock picking actually too so oh yeah yeah it's hard. it's way easier than you think <laughs> so then we've got bad guys using c and I, I spelled this out, C fucking four to open up a wooden door. Right. I mean, presumably our old Nazi friend here has like shored up the defenses of this building. Seemed yeah, no, but, they, but he didn't. Um, oh, man, like he's got, that's the thing. So we'll talk about it later when everything unravels here. But like if he's got enough foresight to like presumably hide all kinds of artwork all over the building, some of it in some weird safe room, like, this guy, like, this guy, as much as he's trying to distance himself from the Nazis, is like a crafty old Nazi bastard. And yeah. I wouldn't, it wouldn't put me past, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him to have made this some kind of, like, crazy door that they can't open without C4. <laughs> I mean, they did show that he had, like, the padlock thing on it. Right. Originally, but they, I don't know, it just seemed... It's definitely unnecessary. <laughs> still just a wooden door. It's like a wooden door. I mean, I don't know. I just get an axe. So they use C4 to pull open the door. And like, I remember they he popped the lock. They, they did like the hinges with C4, which I think is pretty fucking big. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Die Hard. Come on. Yeah, if I've um, learned a thing or two from Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, I learned everything about, from, everything about everything from Die Hard. And they pop the locks. And then he literally just pushes a wooden door over. We cut back to uh, Mel Gibson uh, again and uh, Officer Pena, and she's like, you got to give me a wreck. You got to give me that good wreck so I can transfer to uh, Rio Piedras. You get to that new house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got to get to that other house, Rio Piedras, where all the shit's happening. All the good shit's happening. Uh, and then in Mel Gibson's like, all right, well, give me your bona fides here. Like, what was your, what was your best arrest? Like, okay, narc. Like, <laughs> like, what a weird thing to ask. So then she's like, okay, yeah, this one time I like found this guy and uh, he had a, a big package uh, coming out of his, you know, and he's like, crotch? Like everyone else was assuming? Yeah. And she's like, no, no, his ass. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> she's like, yeah, 93 bags of crack in his ass. <laughs> I don't, like what? this. This is like a good for subreddit, like not how drugs work. <laughs> uh, and then Mel Gibson, to, like to be fair to Mel Gibson, he calls her out and he's like, that's a stupid story. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes, and then he goes, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> I was like, wait, when did Mel Gibson become self-aware? Like, completely, completely 100% self-aware. Yep, this is, that's a fucking shitty story. And I was like, yep, fuck Mel. That's what we were all thinking. <laughs> we we're all thinking that. 93 bags of crack in his ass. You're like, okay, cool. How do we all learn something today? I'm not giving you any sort of wreck whatsoever. We're back in the, what's his name? Jason Griffin. All right. The Beef Thief, a.k.a. Jason Griffin. Griffin? Griffin? Griffin, um, I think. He's getting his leg patched up from whatever the fuck just bit him. You don't have really a good idea. I think it's obviously a big fucking wild crazy cat. I think that's right, what surmised at this point. Janet? Yeah, cat gator. Cat gator animal. That'd be pretty cool, right? Cat gator. I'd watch that. Um, we have a really funny kind of like self, I think, aware type of moment here dialogue, which I wanted to call out where 
uh, Cordillo, Armil Hirsch, and Kate Bosworth. Have, I, I thought they, I forget. They, I think they left the room, but they didn't leave. But they're still in the room, talking about how to get like downstairs, whatever, or yeah. escape, or where to go. And he's like, "What about the elevator?" And, and Jason, Jason, Jason Griffin, beef meat, beef feet. Jason Griffin. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, the elevator is out. And Cardillo says, of course it is. And it's just kind of like that sums up, I think, the entire, like. I think you're giving the screenwriter too much credit again. <laughs> no, no, I, I know. I, I, no, I, there's no credit giving here. I think it's just like, this is just like, uh, of course it is, as in like, yeah, like the radios don't fucking work in the rain. And like, right. you know. Yeah. I don't know. It was a little too on the point. Yep. It's just the way things go. And that's when, and that's when he goes, well, there is one other way out. Like we could take the scaffolding. <laughs> like, what? <wait. laughs> what? What? Why not just all stay in, in the room? Right. Lots of options. <laughs> Lots of fucking, I mean, I don't know, like just stay yes. in the room. So then, so they start, they start going to the scaffolding. Right. And so, yep. and, and that's when uh, Cardillo and Troy go do that. Right, Jason Griffin uh, hanging out in his apartment with the old Nazi bastard. Old Nazi bastard who's who's putting pressure on the on the wound for him, so he's taking care of him. Yep. And then uh, at this point, Mel Gibson is still kind of hanging there, but he's like on his way out. Yeah. And then that's when uh, Officer Pena is like yep. kind of out on her own, right? Yep. She pops out and she's like walking along the corridor where like you know apartments lead into like the whatever that space is. Yep. And a bad guy spots her. He's just like, freeze. Yeah, which, why would he not just shoot her? Right. Like, like she, she's a police officer. Presumably, she knows how to, like, sh- shoot back. <laughs> like, like, she's a dangerous person at this point. Like, why wouldn't he just kill? Like, they've killed so many other people already in this movie. <laughs> right. Kill her. Yep. But he doesn't. Um, and then we're like, oh, man, is he going to do it? He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. Oh, no. And she's like nervous and everything's nervous. Everyone's nervous. We're nervous. Everyone's sweating. Palms sweating. We're not really that nervous because like, this is fucking stupid. We know fucking Mel Gibson's right behind him. And right. then we get the old, hey, asshole, right. which classic, classic line gets his attention. He turns and then just Mel Gibson unloads. Yeah, like have a clip into this guy for no reason. Like save the rounds. You're in some kind of hurricane emergency besides the fact that you're in this other emergency. Yeah. There are many emergencies happening all at once here. (laughs) Two shots. Two rounds. At most. At most. At most. (laughs) Uh, Like I'm, I think I'm team robbers at this point. Like these guys are just here looking to get some art, doing a little looting. I'm on board. I'm on, I'm on board with team robbers too. Yeah. They're less dumb. Right. Mel Gibson's just making me mad. <laughs> yep. Uh, so there we are. So now one bad guy down. Um, then we go back to scaffolding and believe, so, right? Well, no. So this is when, this is when we cut back to uh, the scene with the old Nazi, uh, whose name is Paul. <laughs> Apparently Paul the Nazi. <laughs> Paul Bergkamp? Paul Bergkamp, yeah. Yeah, uh, like classic German guy. <laughs> Very yeah. <laughs> uh, and here is uh, Paul Bergkamp, Nazi. Yeah. And then like this is when we like I feel like we do like we like learn a little bit about his backstory, but like still not enough. And you're like, oh okay, like he's just a German guy, I guess is like really all we know. 
Uh, and then we cut back to the scaffolding again. This is, it jumps around so much and yeah. everything happens so inconsistently. Like the two of us are going to be all over the place because like there I'm, were certain yeah. things that are memorable for me that were not memorable at all. Like, yeah. It's like then I had like, this is when they cut back to the scaffolding and that's when Kate Bosworth starts hanging there. Right. They're climbing out there and for, I don't even know why she's on the ladder thing and it, she's just hanging for some reason, I don't know, something great, whatever. She trips, yeah, she like trips and... Yeah, and then it's like, it's raining, and then it's like, so she's hanging there, and then like, major, you know, big boss guy and, and henchmen are literally down at the bottom, and the henchman is just taking pot shots at her, and it's like, dude, she is literally just hanging there, like, I can't, I, like... He's got like an AR-15 with a scope, <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> he's like taking shots everywhere except where she is you <laughs> like, have a fucking scope or thing. I would think even that with the scope and all the proper equipment on there it's like she's just hanging there it's like she's not yeah. going anywhere I'm enough of a gun person to know that he she's like hanging off dangling off of a ladder maybe like 25 feet above him it sounds about right <laughs> yeah like yeah. he could definitely hit her in, in immediately <laughs> Like, what the fuck, man? Like, you're a henchman. You're, this is your job. You're supposed to be good at this. Right. Presumably. Awful. Awful. Yeah. And then, and then uh, he misses, and our buddy Cardillo gets one good shot off. <laughs> yeah. That, like, that, sh- that shoots the henchman in his arm. Like, it's, like, barely, like, a, like a little flesh wound on his arm. Yeah, just clips him in the arm. He drops. Apparently incapacitates him. <laughs> Done. A shot from like a like a uh, it's like a he's like a nine millimeter handgun. Yeah. Shot to, shot to the arm like knocks him to the ground and he's like dead. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah and then and then and then our friend from Dexter here what's his name? <laughs> David Zayas. Zayas yeah he's like John the Baptiste. Yeah. Shoots his own guy again for like the second time in this movie he just at least the second time I think this might be the third time he shoots his own guy. He's like, killed three of his own guys at this point. I feel like that's going to come back to bite him at some point when he doesn't have a crew anymore, right? Yeah, and it's just down to you. And he's like, well, then what was his response? Like, the other guy is like, yeah, he's dead. Uh, we just get to split more. Yeah, uh, I just aborted the other guy, too. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> what? He had like a minor arm wound that like was very easily treated. <laughs> hey, folks, Jared here. This was a lot of fun, and as you can tell, but too much for one episode. So we decided to split this one up into two parts. Part two will be coming out on Thursday, so stay tuned whenever you get your podcast, and we'll be in your ears then. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at It's This Meets That and ITMTPod on Twitter. Or if you're feeling old-fashioned, send us an email at itsthismeetsthat at gmail.com. As always, you can find all our episodes at itsthismeetsthat.com. Thanks for listening.